Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters. And you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood podcaster Alfred here, and on this week's issue of Combo Characters, Ig and I discuss the glorious HD version of the Deadpool trailer. Uh, the indie documentary Death of Superman Lives What Happened. We give our thoughts on what we think Fantastic Four might end up being like. We touch on some Guardians of the Galaxy news as well as Spidey, and will Green Arrow be appearing in a wrestling ring near you? All that and more. Let's do it. Hey, it's your friendly neighborhood podcaster Alfred here, and we've got another fantastic issue of comic book characters coming right at you, but before we get into that, let me take a moment and introduce the co-host of the show, the man with the plan, the president of Snark Industries, the icon, Invincible Ig. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> oh my God, so good after that intro. Uh, thank you. Uh, that was great. I feel like that's the appropriate amount of just descriptive words and adjectives to describe me. So thank you. Oh, you're um, very welcome. We got no feedback, by the way, on my nickname. So I think people are cool with it. Um, either that or they're just so disgusted and they think we're just so far away from a good nickname that they're not even going to bother. But <laughs> they're just like uh, it's a lost cause. Yeah, I think. But yeah. I mean, president of Snark Industries is pretty solid. I think that's pretty solid. <laughs> um, I got. And you can get. be kind of snarky, so I, I definitely can be. Um, anyway, man, yeah, uh, you did the intro this week, so we can't really introduce you with all your nicknames. That's okay. I mean, I said I was the friendly neighborhood podcaster. So did you? Okay, I don't think I caught that. I've already forgotten the last minute of conversation. Wow. Okay. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out as we continue yeah. to add more minutes to the show. But <laughs> let's hope it's not just a running train of one minute at a That's time right. for so, you. Yeah. So the last couple of weeks, we've had some pretty major podcasts. We've had some pretty long ones. This week, I think we're going to have to go a little short. Uh, not just yeah. because there's not a whole lot to talk about, but also because I just need to leave at a certain point. I have yeah. a very busy lifestyle. You are you are you're almost Tony Stark in real life. I kind of am. Little known fact. I kind of am. But yeah. uh, there, you know, there 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 were some things to talk about this week. Some some Definitely. actually some actually some pretty big stuff. Uh, yeah. Yesterday, the Deadpool trailer dropped. The Red yeah. Band trailer, and you can Red also Band. see the uh, the I guess kid kid friendly version. Uh, though I don't know why you'd want to show kids that. Why would why would you want? Yeah, you shouldn't even be taking. And look, I'm just going to throw this out here now. Anyone out there in the CBCU who's a parent, don't don't take your kid to see Deadpool. Yeah, don't right, right. just don't do it. Like, I mean, if they're like twelve, okay. If they're like a cool twelve year old, sure. But like, don't take your fucking don't take your eight year old to go see Deadpool, please. Please, please don't. Uh, I don't want to be interrupted while I'm watching Deadpool uh. murdering people and jerking off to Gunsmoke uh, with some kid <laughs> crying next to me. Crying, the crying yeah. would just kill it. Um. Yeah, so the Deadpool trailer dropped on uh, Conan O'Brien's uh, talk show, of all places. Um, this is the same then, trailer that was also shown at Comic-Con. So, like, some people slightly have different seen it. So, oh, actually, it is? Okay, yeah, I didn't know. Well, just a couple of little things. But for the most part, it's like 98% the same. So, um, but yeah, uh, so a lot, I mean, it's kind of cool because... You know, there's there's kind of two cultures out there I've noticed, and there's the there's the internet culture. There's every there's like all the people that are on the internet all the time, Facebook, Reddit, Tumblr, all that shit, and so they get kind of their news all that way. And then there's there's still this weird segment of of, pop, of the population where people really mostly get their news and or information from the television, like the actual yeah, it's true, like on TV. It's so like, it's kind of it's kind of smart, I feel. That they did debut the Deadpool trailer on TBS, which so people that aren't necessarily on the internet or not connected that way could be a part of it. The other great thing was that Ryan Reynolds was actually on the show on Conan. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so Conan got to talk to him a little bit about Deadpool, you know, and he's talking about how, uh, you know, he's been trying to make this movie for 11 years and stuff. And, you know, it was it was a good little interview. Uh, if I can find a clip of it, I'll throw it on the thread later. Conan seems um, to be the right place to debut this definitely. movie, too, because it's, it's being billed, at least, as being uh, different from other comic book movies in that it's almost almost kind of like a comedy um mm-hmm. with like really intense super violence in it but um but yeah i mean you can even get that from the trailer that there's a lot of jokey scenes you got um i always forget his name but the guy from silicon valley uh tj or something like that tj miller tj miller uh is in it and he's just like a straight-up comedian he's got one of the some of the best lines in that <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, finally get to see uh ryan reynolds face or deadpool's face uh, which is pretty gnarly looking. It's it does pretty actually kind of look like an avocado had sex with another avocado. It does kind of look like Freddy Cougar face fucked a topical graph of <laughs> a Utah. map of Utah. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I mean, this um, this trailer seems to have really captured the character of Deadpool. Um, it's a really pretty, pretty violent trailer. It makes you think it's going to be a, a pretty violent movie. Uh, it just kind of looks like Deadpool's out to just kill everyone. Um, so, so tell me, this is the vibe I got. It kind of felt like RoboCop, Mm. but, but like RoboCop, but with like, like a lot of humor somehow, like, you know what I mean? But it had, in terms of like the violence, it felt very RoboCop-esque. I could see that. I mean, because RoboCop definitely for its time was like, holy shit, this is really gruesome. I mean, I would, I would argue even for now, if you go back and look at it, it's pretty... Well, there's two rough, scenes man. that really stick out, right? It's like when yeah. when RoboCop in human form. What's what's RoboCop's character's name? Alex uh, Murphy. Alex Murphy um, gets gunned down uh, by all those crazy criminals. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not only violent; it's also just like hard to sit through. It like, is hard. He's so That's... helpless. Yeah, he's just getting fucked up. He's getting totally fucked up. Uh, and then the other scene is when one of the bad guys or the main bad guy like gets like. His skin starts like, like melting? melting off. Oh yeah. And then like <laughs> he gets doesn't he get run over and then it's like just yeah. goes flying everywhere? Yeah, and he just, explodes. He basically Christ. his body explodes. I did notice in the trailer that Deadpool good. does seem to like doing the spinny shooting move. He did that twice in yeah. the trailer. That this might be the effective. only two times he does it, but yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, effective move. It is. It yeah. is. Uh, it looks like good. Though. It looks were... like it's gonna like really appeal to like the comic book fans, and I'm right. sure they're gonna love it. Uh, the question is, will this bring in kind of casual fans to the movie theaters? And I, I don't know. I mean, that's hard to say at this point. It's. I mean, it's kind of interesting because there's probably no greater, more, more uh, quickly uh, risen popular character than Deadpool over the last ten years. I don't yeah. know what his popularity is overall in comparison to like Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, but it's, it's, it's way up right now. And I think for certain uh, age demographics, Deadpool is the number one most popular superhero and it's probably not even close. So it's going to be interesting to see if with this movie, Fox can bring in all of the nerds multiple times. (laughs) And if that's going to be enough, because I think it is going to be slightly a bit of a hard sell on the casual person who has no fucking clue what any of this shit yeah. is. Part of me also wonders, and maybe, I don't know, this might not actually be that big a deal, but, like, I wonder if there will be a bit of a backlash to his character just because it, it, it is going to be coming out in kind of a weird time. Like, we're, we we see, like, mass shootings, like, almost all the time in this country now. Yeah. And, like, yeah. here's a guy who is in the trailer joking about, like, jerking off to essentially shooting people up. Um, obviously, it's a trailer. We don't know who he's shooting, and it's probably bad guys. But Deadpool in the in the in the in the comics is just like a guy who will fucking fuck up anyone, right? So yeah, he's an assassin. Yeah, he's an so. assassin. So um, I don't I don't know if that kind of like giddy celebration of violence and killing other people is gonna is gonna bring people to to the cinema. But then again, that is kind of like American movie tradition, right? Isn't that? I mean, that shit sells. Yeah, that's true. And then I also, and it's funny because we were just talking about this off air, but I was just thinking about it. Uh, it kind of, for some reason, it to me, it seems like they've nailed the tone of the character so well. And in terms of the marketing, they're doing it just right. Like, in the sense that, yes, they're totally self-aware of how gratuitous the violence is. 
but like that's sort of like a wink and a nod as to like why they're making the movie to begin with because it's just so ridiculous like it's such yeah. it's going to be such a ridiculous experience it's kind of like wet hot american summer <laughs> where there's shit that happens in that movie and i imagine in the new netflix series as well it's just like off the walls crazy like right. stuff that you could never convey to someone in a trailer or a commercial but it works within, you know, the conceit of the show. And I, I have a feeling, like, I, I sense that Deadpool is kind of working that way also. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is it is a comic book world after all. I, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see this movie um, just knowing that Ryan Reynolds has that kind of chip on his shoulder. Of you could tell. And you could tell. Like, it's it's there. I mean, it's and in there his just interviews, even in the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the interviews, you can fucking tell. He is <laughs> pissed about green lantern and he is pissed about deadpool in the wolverine origins film like he's just like fuck like he's it's like a cathartic release for him uh yeah it really is and that that's going to be fun to see um this could end up being like his it could be huge his like his what's the word i guess iconic role um Uh of his career Um, definitely definitely. I, i definitely get that sense uh it seems like He's really going to go all in on this, so that'll be fun um, to watch. So the other, the last thing I want to, because I want to get to a little more of the detail of the trailer, uh, but the last thing I want to say about kind of the overview is that um, I think this is going to be maybe more than any other superhero or whatever comic book film that comes out, even probably in the next five years. Maybe you know of all the movies that have come out. This is this is going to be the one where if you see it like at midnight the day before it comes out like you know with the nerd crowd like that's going to be fun cuz I think oh, yeah. right. I think the fans of Deadpool are going to embrace this on such a high level that it's just going to be like a euphoric experience. Yeah, I agree. The question is 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 there is that audience big enough, you know? Yeah. And, and that yeah, it goes I back to that. Right. I think the nerds are going to have to see it multiple times for it to truly be successful, but we'll see. Um, but let's get into some little little tidbits. I know there's a, kind of a lot that happens in the trailer. I'm sure everyone's seen it, but just let's get some reaction thoughts, I guess. Uh, Colossus makes an appearance in the trailer. I thought that uh, was Colossus, yeah. yeah. What the fuck is yeah. Colossus doing there? He's just chilling. I mean, you know, Fox owns the rights to X-Men, so they felt, I guess, they're like, we're going to... Let's throw bring Deadpool into the X Men universe, so he's I, it looks to me in the it. trailer like there's a, there's a big pileup of cars. Yeah, and like my my theory is that Colossus just was like one one of the dudes just like stuck in that traffic. Just game. driving, yeah, yeah, and he's like, I'm gonna go investigate, and then he goes up and he starts getting pissed, and you know, all of a sudden, yeah. Colossus he was time. Like, he was like on his way to go to Starbucks to get like a fucking yeah. like a macchiato or something. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but it's kind of cool that he shows up. He looks good. The special effects for him look great. Uh, you know, this movie. I always thought that was a character that needed to be in the movies more. Like, because I just think yeah. visually, he looks yeah. so cool. Like, I don't understand yeah. why we haven't seen more. And he's huge, so he's like he's very perfect. physically imposing. Yeah, right. no, it's great. Uh, they also have got Negasonic Warhead, uh, which is that girl character. Like, you don't see her do anything. She just has like a really short. Uh, almost like a pixie cut or shorter yeah, than a pixie yeah. cut. And she's just kind of making vases. Right. Um, There's going to be a lot of that. There's also a, be a, lot more a sex later. scene in there. Yep. I mean, it's going to be a hard R, so... Hard R. <laughs> it's it's going to uh, be a hard, hard hard P also. Oh, my God. Or hard Edit D. Hard D. Hard oh, D. my God. Edit that no. out. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. But, uh, uh, anything else Anything else? Uh, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> This fucking show We're is too, just off too the excited, goddamn rails too excited, right now. Too excited. Okay. Um, uh, the other, I mean, just the other thing was like, I like how meta it seems like the script is going to be because my my favorite. Oh, the Green part, Lantern jokes. Yeah, my favorite part yeah. is probably the Green Lantern joke. It's just it's so quick, but it's so good. He's like, "Hey, don't make my costume green or animated," and it's just like, "Oh, that's nice." Like, I wonder how many I, more of those are going to be because like. I, I, I could see like Ryan Reynolds trying to trying to like put in like twenty of Just those in jam there. them in all over. Because this place. movie feels very much like like how uh you know how like rappers do like diss albums where they just like yes. diss another rapper? Yes, and that's the whole the whole you mean the whole Drake and Meek Mill the whole beef that's going well, on. We don't right have now? to go into that, but like yeah, something <laughs> like that. Like this feels like a diss film for Ryan Reynolds. Like I yes. feel like he's gonna go after 
yeah. Green Lantern and just like the way that he's been treated in comic book movies. I, um, yeah. And I got to admit, I, you know, I, I thought he was terrible in Green Lantern. I wasn't a fan of Green Lantern. Um, but he's he's definitely earning my trust back with this because it seems so genuine and so earnest. And, right. and like he I really get the sense that he's trying so hard to make this work. And he really like loves that character and wants it to work. And I, I don't know, like it, it's earning my trust back and I'm excited. Clearly everyone else is excited. Um, you know, just like you're saying with the diss track, the other really funny thing is on, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was in front of this trailer, but it was in one of the other little promotional bits. It's actually Ryan Reynolds talking as Deadpool. And he goes from this studio that fucking inexplicably <laughs> sewed, sewed my, my mouth. mouth shut. Right. Like, it's like, Oh wow. Like he's, literally biting the hand that feeds there <laughs> like yeah and for those awesome, that don't though. know uh he played deadpool in the wolverine movie right, wolverine, wolverine origins. origins was it wolverine yeah. origins yeah origins uh at, he played deadpool but they made the deadpool in that movie was nothing like the deadpool you see in this literally trailer. mute did not talk yeah they actually sewed his mouth <laughs> shut so that's that's the joke there he looks ridiculous he's also the villain in that movie um it's just it's a disaster uh he has uh cyclops powers like it's just right. nuts the whole film is nuts um but yeah man uh obviously it looks like you're a fan of the trailer i'm a fan of the trailer i almost don't think i know anybody who is not excited in some way for this you know that's into these things um, yeah i think you're right too like as far as just like nailing the actual feel of a comic i don't know if any movie um i don't know this this might try to kind of recreate the feel and look of a comic more than any other movie and yeah that's th that in itself will be exciting to watch i don't know if that's gonna if that's gonna work out or not but right it'll be interesting to see them try you know well yeah and then at the end of the day the great thing is that like i said uh ryan reynolds was talking about that it took him 11 years to make this and it was like something he was fighting for and you know as we all know there are a lot of great ideas and great plans out there that don't always come to fruition <laughs> and and there's maybe no better example of that than Superman Lives. <laughs> so okay, <laughs> this is this is I'm kind of breaking precedent here, but I'm wondering if maybe we should call an audible. Okay. Because even though I I do want to talk about this movie. Oh, uh, um, I think I know where you're going, but yeah. I I, I feel like we got to get we got to get some Fantastic Four talk. Going. Okay. Okay. Just because yeah, that movie, <laughs> first of all, it's coming out. On Friday, in two in two days, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Um, you know, most places show it on Thursday night, and it's getting killed, man. Oh, like it's getting yeah. destroyed by the critics. I all I okay, so I did a Google search real quick, and I looked at like the Rotten Tomatoes score. I didn't want to look at any of the reviews. I didn't want to actually see any words associated with the film yet. Right. I just want it to be my own experience. So I'm trying to not get any kind of. You know, no spoilers words right? or yeah. verbiage in that sense but the scores were not good and yeah. uh and the the other the other damning thing is i saw on facebook um miles teller who again i loved in whiplash plays he's reed, really reed good richards. in that plays reed richards here in fantastic four uh he's already kind of getting out in front of the film like yeah he's he said something basically to the effect of if our intentions were to do this and, and we wanted to do something completely different within a superhero film that we felt hadn't been done before, should we not maybe get credit or should it not be some of the reaction be based off of that versus the actual film itself? Like he, he oh basically said that and I'm like, Oh, that is that so is. basically, yeah. Don't judge the movie on its own merits. <laughs> like look at what we were trying to do and we were taking between some the lines. Like it's like, uh oh dude. Like when you're saying that and the movie hasn't even debuted yet, like that makes me worried. Um, you know, we're gonna see it. I know you're gonna see it, I'm gonna see it uh on Thursday. There's not a lot of good signs here. I mean, yeah. th there's there's actually more stories coming out of, like, there just being tension on the set. And, yeah. like, you know, also, like, this movie was not screened uh, right. uh, beforehand. For critics, usually, that's a bad sign. Really bad that's sign. almost always a terrible sign. Here's another thing, quick little tidbit. Uh, this was months ago, actually. Months and months ago. I guess when the film was still in production. Little known fact, this film and um, Jurassic World were both in production around the same time. And I read in, I think it was Variety magazine, 
they had said that there was a source and they were anonymous and they were saying there's going to be a blockbuster film coming out. It's a huge genre film and it's being directed by somebody who doesn't have that kind of directing experience. And the film is fucking just dog shitting all over itself. <laughs> and through through some context clues and stuff, the, the reporter and the way that they wrote the article... It basically said, it you know, it basically pinpointed that it could either have been about Jurassic World or Fantastic Four, right? And those were the two films, and uh, based on like when they were being produced and so on, and and we all know how Jurassic World turned out. Now again, you and I critically are not super huge fans of the film, but like commercially, that thing blew up bigger than yeah, huge. fucking anyone could have possibly have guessed. Uh, looks like Fantastic Four might be the film that they were talking about in that variety right, right. magazine. Though I was, I, I, you know, it's funny while you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, if I had just seen Jurassic World like in a vacuum and like didn't know anything, didn't know like who else was watching it or what kind of box office it did, um, I don't know. I don't know if I would have come away thinking like, oh, that's clearly a good movie, so it can't be that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I like, know. I didn't, no. I didn't think it was that great either that's uh, true that's true but um but yeah dude it probably is this movie just because all of all of the news coming out about it sounds really bad and i guess the bigger question here is i mean this is the second reboot of the 2000s this is the third fantastic four movie third fantastic like officially four movie. released one came out in the movie. 90s it was one of so four, well that's first... the fourth then what's so, that so well that one's okay so then there's four because there's that one in the 90s from roger corman but that wasn't they only made that film to retain the rights for the characters. Yeah, of the right. way it's kind of a copyright mess. law I mean, works. Right, right. But uh, so then you had in the two thousands you had the Jessica Alba, Michael Chiklis, Fantastic Four, and right. then its sequel, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Which I there are a lot of things in that film I actually like that they do with the Silver Surfer, but it's not a it's not a great film. So this is oh, but this is the third series, I guess. Then of yes, Four. you're right. This is the third incarnation of these characters. So it's like okay, this is the third incar- incarnation. Of, from what we're hearing, at least, it sounds like it's going to be terrible. And we'll, you know, we don't know yet. It might might not it might surprise a lot of people. It's always good to go in with low expectations. <laughs> Definitely want to go low. Definitely want to um, go. Low. And on top of that, Marvel announced when they announced their kind of all new, all different Marvel, there was no Fantastic Four series. Yeah. Mm-hmm in their repertoire. So, I mean, you do have the thing is still around. Um, the he's other part kind of, of the guardians of galaxy, part of the guardians of the galaxy now. Yeah. So, the, I mean, if this bombs, like where does, where does fantastic four even go from here? This is like yeah. one of the biggest franchises in Marvel's history. Like one of the yeah. originals, it's the first family, first family of comics. And you're right. Yeah. They don't have their own publicated title anymore. Um, which is something we've been teasing. I think on previous episodes, finally got to it. So I'm glad. <laughs> Uh, if this movie doesn't work, yeah, I don't, I don't know, because it's like, on the publishing side, they kind of bury Fantastic Four because Marvel doesn't own the movie rights, and so they want they want to limit the amount of publicity they give. Right. But if the movie ends up sucking, I, you know, what I think the ultimate game end game is for Marvel is this: they, I think they want the movie to fail. And for Fox to just give up and be like, and kind of do a Sony and be right. and be like, you can have it back. Because here's the funny thing: the one thing I have read in response to Fantastic Four is somebody tweeted out, "Well, just saw Fantastic Four. The good news is, it'll be great to see Silver Surfer in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie." <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, right, and maybe that is the end game here, and that would be the only thing that makes sense, because it's like who's not going to pop for like the thing fighting against Hulk? Like it would be amazing, or the thing fighting against Drax. Like that would be amazing. Oh right. That'd be total mage, so mage. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. Um, I mean, I know that that they're you know they have, I guess, the the, the plan is to come out with the Fantastic Four two in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, um, and they were going to do a crossover with X Men possibly and. And from what I read, this movie it may, maybe on its own doesn't isn't that great. This Fantastic Four movie, but from what I read, it does kind of build towards something that could be promising in in in, in an upcoming movie. Uh, but if it bombs, I don't know if they'll ever get that chance to even make it. Right, that's where you always got to take the chance. I mean, that's a big chance you're taking when you try to build these kind of franchise universe sort of uh, templates. Like the first film has to work. The reason the Marvel Cinematic Universe exists 
is because Iron Man kicked ass. Right, right. Like, yeah, that, that first movie's got to, like, get the momentum going. If you start off with a dud, I mean, it's really hard to keep it <laughs> to go anywhere from there. If the Marvel, if the MCU's first movie was The Incredible Hulk, right. we wouldn't have the MCU. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good um, way of putting it. But, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not... We don't know. We haven't seen the film yet. I have low expectation. My my best case scenario for me is there's going to be a lot of characters in here. We've got the four, you know, Fantastic Four people. We've got Doctor Doom. There's there's maybe some peripheral characters that might get introduced as well. My hope is that I will really like at least one of these characters and then really hate one of these characters. Right. Like, like they really get it right and they really fucked it up. That would be my best case scenario because at least that brings me a range of reaction and emotion to the film. I'm very afraid that it's just going to be a very meh film. Like just yeah. Right I mean, if the, the trailers m- are any indication, it just it. There's not much in there that grabs my attention. Yeah, and it here's seems the other like th- kind of a snooze fest. Little bit, right? Like it's. It's kind of like in the in the way that the Suicide Squad trailer so far hasn't grabbed me because I don't really know what the movie's about or what it's doing or what it's trying to tell me other than here's Harley Quinn. Um, I kind of felt like Fantastic Four through its trailers narratively was like all over the place. There was the one trailer that looked like a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> there was the one really, I think it was only released on the internet, this really short like 30 like second trailer. There was comedy. <laughs> it was like all comedy. And then there was one that was like a government conspiracy, and then there was one that was like an action film, and I'm just like, what? What are you? What are you doing? Like, every, what is this film? Every sign about this has been bad, and, and I, I got to defend Suicide Squad because to me, even though I had questions about it and kind of going into it, I'm I'm I'm, I'm skeptical if it's going to be good. As a trailer, I thought I thought that it did kind of do its job well. It it actually did kind of get me interested in seeing okay. where it was going to go, and. And it was way more, way more exciting. Like, because it, it, you oh, got yeah. all these like different characters. You got the Joker. There was there was nothing like that with the Fantastic Four trailers. Nothing like you can't even point to one thing where you're like, okay, the trailers suck, but you know, okay, hey, that, you that thing let's, reveal was amazing yeah, or something. Let's, you know, let's like, play a little game here real quick. So obviously, like in Suicide Squad, one of the quotes from the trailer that everyone keeps saying is, "Oh, I'm not gonna kill you. Right. I'm just gonna hurt you really, really." bad right like everyone knows that quote from the trailer everyone remembers it right now without looking at anything (laughs) name me a line from 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 fantastic four trailer any of them doesn't matter god damn it and i've seen it like 10 times yeah i know i think okay i think doesn't he doesn't um the guy is it (laughs) god damn (laughs) yeah i can't do it either i mean that's my point like Okay, I, Human I, Torch is that Human Torch's dad who's like Yeah. Okay. The, the, does, the, at one point doesn't he go like bring back my kids or something like that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think he says like you said you weren't gonna use my kids like that. Right. Or something. I, yeah, I don't but see I don't really know. Like there's nothing that sticks out so far. Like no. not even a flame on. If they had if they could have even oh, just seriously. incorporated a good human torch flame on at some point. Something. Or Clobber or time. clobbering time, right? Just one or the other. Something, uh, something to to be memorable. Nothing though. Like I well, can't this, think of anything. Okay, so this Fantastic Four show. is trying to be different from other Fantastic Fours. How right. disappointed are you going to be if there's no clobbering time or no flame on in this movie? I kind of think that is what they're going to do. I think they yeah. are. They're going to stay away from it. And what if he just goes heat on? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am the flames. What if he's <laughs> If he says I am the flames, I would pop so hard, dude. If, if he says so I am the flames, I'm gonna give it a five star review. <laughs> um, it's crushing time. <laughs> I mean, it, like, <laughs> oh, man, it's punchy time. Like, um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just don't know what this film's gonna be. I guess we're gonna find out. Uh, like you said, it looks like it, maybe it's setting up a bunch of other stuff. Hopefully whatever that stuff is, is going to be good and worth the price of admission because it's uh, looking a little rocky. No pun intended to the thing, but it's looking a little rocky at this point. All right, man. So I interrupted you earlier. No, no, that's okay. My awesome segue that I I was building. I I messed up a really good segue. 
Uh, I'll let you try to do another segue if you like, or we can just jump back into what you're saying. No, I, 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 I can't think of one now, so let's just jump back. Uh, so earlier I brought up Superman Lives. Now, for those that don't know, Superman Lives was a film in development in the late 90s. Um, was it not early 90s? Or was, it was late 90s? It was, I mean, really once they got the ball rolling, it was like 96, 97, 98. This was after uh, Batman 2? After Batman Returns. Right. But before Batman and Robin. Okay, so Batman Returns came out in 1992. Right. So it had been in development, like, in, in, in various stages, and I think it was, like, around 94, 95. So Batman when, and Robin came out in 97, just so you know. Right. Also got an 11% 90... Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> anyway, 94, 95. Kevin Smith was 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 tapped to do a script for Superman. And and that's kind of where it starts. Um, uh, so the reason I bring up Superman Lives is uh, there's a man, a gentleman by the name of John Shapp, uh, super huge nerd fan. He's a director, a writer, producer um, of a bunch of different projects over the years. But he, he took it upon himself to do this independent documentary called The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened? And it was actually crowdfunded, sourced, and all of that jazz. I actually got in on that really early on. I still haven't gotten my fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> They're having all sorts of trouble with, like, everyone who actually fan-backed it or whatever, or kick-started it. Right. Like... They're having so much trouble getting that the the discs and, and and products back out to those people, which kind of sucks. Right. Because you could just order it off the website like today, and you'll get it like this week. You'll get it oh, within yeah. a week. Yeah, I noticed that actually. I went on the so website. So it's like I'm just like I keep emailing them and like tweeting at them. I'm like, uh, what the fuck, guys? Right. Like I pledged this money a year ago, and like Joe Schmo can just go buy it today and get it before I do. Like what the fuck? But yeah, that is anyway. Cool. They've, they've apologized on numerous times about it. That's not the point. I, I've seen the film. They sent me a digital version of the film. Um, I believe you've seen parts of it, maybe not all of it. Um, but it actually yeah, does a yeah. really good it re- does a really good job of kind of going into like all the crazy shit. So okay, so this, this is okay. So the movie did not get made, obviously. Right, obviously. <laughs> um, that's not a huge surprise. But you know, one of the things. Um, that's interesting about it, I guess, is like mm-hmm. just seeing how it falls apart. And, you know, Kevin Smith um, has spoken about this movie before, right? Um, yeah. Like in it's his, not, in his um, like standups like his or his like interviews his lectures, that, yeah. that he put up. Um, this was interesting to kind of see the movie, even though I haven't finished it, um, and kind of see not just his take, but everyone else. And there, <laughs> like the, the guy who kind of gets shit on a lot is the producer yeah. of it. John, uh, Pe- John Peters. John Peters. And, like, Kevin Smith, you know, when 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 he talked, when he, you know, previously talked about Superman Lives before this movie even came out, this documentary, um, you know, he would usually just tell stories about about John Peters and, like, all like, yeah. the ridiculous things that he would want in the movie yeah. that, like, had, like, yeah. nothing to do with right. Superman at all. Like, Superman has, like, polar bears as his bodyguards <laughs> or something? Like, yeah. I don't know. He has what... to have polar bears as bodyguards so that Brainiac can, can fight. I think in John Peters' words was, is there anything more ferocious than a 1,500-pound bear? It's it's natural instinct to kill? Right. No, there's not. There's not. And then, uh, unless unless it's a giant spider, which John Peters is also very excited about. Um, Um, Which he wanted to be the final scene, (laughs) Superman fighting a giant spider. He also apparently... um, told Tim Burton um, that he wanted Superman to wear basketball shorts and flame boots at one point. So Yeah. Yeah, um, there's so much going on. For anybody like who's ever interested in how films get made or don't get made, I guess, in that whole process and how much shit has to happen for it to actually work out, if you're ever interested in those kind of things, this is an excellent documentary to watch. If you like Superman or like the mythology of Superman and how, like, Way different Tim Burton's ver- vision for it was. Like, this is a movie to watch. If you want to see Nicolas Cage be so weird and awkward <laughs> trying on Superman suits and just making really weird comments and dressing up like a sloppy Clark, Clark Kent and then just being really awkward like the whole time. So awkward. Um, this is the movie to watch. It's really entertaining. 
Uh, I can't recommend it more highly. So, okay, but, so the funny thing is, whenever I tell people that, like, <laughs> you know, there was a movie called Superman Lives that never got made, and it was going to be directed by Tim Burton, starring Nicolas Cage, almost always the reaction is like, oh, gross. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, like, I really want to watch that movie. Oh, like, I know, I, I, I know. I would love to see that. Oh, I know, I know. Like, I, I don't know if it would have been good. I don't think it would have been well-received. But I want to see what that movie is like. Yeah. Plus, I mean, th- this was Tim Burton still in his prime. Like he was putting oh, yeah. out good shit. And like yeah. this was also Nicolas Cage in his prime. Like we we you know he's become like a joke now. But in the nine like mid nineties, kind of in the joke too. Like I think he knows. Well, right. But know. in the mid nineties, I think he was still probably considered a good actor. By most oh, definitely people. Con Air leaving Las Vegas. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know he... if I would put Con Air. Well, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but I mean, I mean Con Air in terms of its commercial success. Yeah, Leaving Las Vegas and was a, a great Vegas dramatic a role. He was in Raising Arizona. A um, couple other ones that I can't think of at the moment. Um, but, you know, he's shown that he can be a good actor. Adaptation is a good Matchstick example. Men? Yeah, uh, Adaptation. Men. Um, he's just a guy that, I guess, never learned the word no because he's just been in so much shit in his it's life. It's so weird. I think Nicolas Cage, not to go on a tangent, but I think Cage really needs a good screenwriter and a great director to really get that talent out of him on that level yeah. but it's there the talent is there it's just like do you have the right other components to facilitate it yeah it's funny you you know he's he's put together great performances i mean adaptation it, he's he's, he's also awesome good in adaptation and it's funny sometimes how some of these guys who are just like incredibly socially awkward can put can you know un, un, under the right kind of leadership can really be great even like a yeah. guy as crazy as like gary Busey was yeah. like really good as um buddy holly um you know many many years ago um anyway uh that's totally tangent, tangent. But, uh, uh nicholas cage yeah i mean at the time he was pretty well regarded um anyway the movie doesn't get made it's still it's still really entertaining to watch uh, even if you don't really care about uh superman but kind of like the whole behind the scenes stuff with with hollywood and making the movies. john all the john peters stuff is like crazy John Peters is nuts. I don't even know how that guy got the work that so, he did. So they go into this a little bit in the documentary. They just touch on it, right? But I know a little bit about his history. He started... This is literally how he got his start. He was Barbara Streisand's personal hairdresser. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they did talk about that in the movie. And and so through her, he met people who liked him, I guess, and he had a little bit of money, and then he got a little bit more money from people and other things, and uh, and then he just gradually like smoothed the right people and rose to power. It's like insane. He's also like a weird looking guy now, because you can tell he's <clears throat> he's had quite a bit of plastic surgery done. Yep. Yeah. He uh, he looks weird. It's a good. It's <laughs> like I said. It's really entertaining. Um, this so this movie has been compared a lot to uh, a movie called Jodorowsky's Dune. Um, mm-hmm. which I love, and it's a documentary uh, about a similar thing, basically, a movie that never got made, and it was it was the uh, film adaptation of the book Dune. Um, this really to, ambitious adaptation. Yeah, very, very ambitious. Uh, not to be confused with the movie that was actually made by... The David um, Lynch. By David Lynch, which was a fucking yeah. disaster. Um, and that movie is awesome. I really recommend that one as well. So go ahead and check both of those out. Uh, yeah. Really, really uh, good documentaries, both of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, uh, Superman lives. The death, uh, or Superman lives. The death of Superman lives is the name of the documentary. Yeah. Uh, which is a good name, but then they added on what, what happened, happened, which is like, why? Why would you even do what? that? The name what? is fine. Hey, dude. So okay. So just say the beginning uh, part of the the title again. The death of Superman lives. Uh, oh, what happened? Okay. So that's that, that's saying. probably how it happened. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. It's just, it's overkill. You don't need that. I, you don't. And plus, the wordplay on the death of Superman lives. You, you're, it's perfect. Like the, it's perfect. I, don't know. I agree. I agree. Th- I don't this, know why this they... movie is is definitely a lot more low budget than Jodorowsky's Dune, which is like mm-hmm. really beautifully shot um, and beautifully done. Uh, this movie has just less resources so there's some yeah it's where it's it was a crowdsourced for uh, crowdsourced right. funded film. It, it definitely has inconsistencies in terms of his production value when it's good it's really good i mean it's like the oh, production yeah. value was right on par with uh Jodorowsky's dune because i've seen some clips of that um and some other documentaries that you might think of like a uh, super size me and all that other shit um 
By the but way, are... did you know? Oh, sorry, I just interrupted. Go ahead. I was just say that there are inconsistencies in the production. Did you know that they're that they're coming out with a movie about um, the Fantastic Four movie that came out in 1994, a documentary about it? No, that yeah, it's called amazing. it's called Doomed. <laughs> uh, the movie, <laughs> that's, a, the untold, that's a good title. Yeah, the untold story of Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, and I believe it's coming out in theaters this month. So keep your eye out for that. Oh, and, okay, definitely um, keep my eye out. Uh, but yeah, so you'd say okay. So we both recommend this if you've got free time, check it out. Uh, I love this you, kind of stuff, though. I love behind the scenes Hollywood stuff. And me too. On top of me that, too. if it's like a comic book movie, I'm gonna be all in. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I definitely am just kind of a mark for this stuff. But yeah, I mean, if that sounds interesting, check it out. It's 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 good. And you can go on their website and you can buy uh, the movie. You can download it. You um, can download it. You can buy a Blu-ray. You can buy a DVD. Uh, if you get the Blu-ray, it has all these extra features. That's what I'm actually looking forward to whenever I actually get my Blu-ray. Um, it has like all these extra interviews and stuff that weren't in the film. And so I'm really curious to see what that's all about. Uh, but good effort by John Shap. Oh, the one last thing I want to say about this, and uh, it's a fun drinking game if you want to play it while you're watching. Every time John, uh, who again is the director of the film, he does all the interviews, nods his head. Oh my God! Take a drink. No. You will die. No, 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 no. Probably a third of the way through the film. I was wondering that too because a lot of the interviews are shot with the interviewer in the shot, which it's is so you know, weird. Some some movies do that. I I personally don't really like that. Style. Not a fan of it either. Yeah. Um and and it is and it's like doubly weird when the interviewer is nodding his head like a madman throughout <laughs> like the whole. Like a bobblehead. Yeah, it's like a bobblehead. It's so weird. It's funny though because like that's like become an internet thing now. Like they're making memes and stuff like all the fans <laughs> of his face. He's, He's good, na- yeah. He's good natured about it. Like he knows, I guess. But like, yeah, he's he sure nods a lot in that film. Um, all right. So what else do we have going on? Um, okay. So we've got a you know something a little bit more in my wheelhouse. Um, we just got a, le- a look at uh, the Gardens of the Galaxy animated series that's going to be on Disney. Uh, I think it's called Disney DX. Yeah. Is the channel? Um, they're doing a Gardens of the Galaxy cartoon. Uh, we talked about it briefly before on a previous podcast, um, but they actually released footage today, this morning, uh, recording on a Wednesday. And I got to admit, I think it looks really good. Uh, this is not like a standalone film or anything. It's like an ongoing cartoon show that they're going to have. Obviously, it's aimed at kids. Um, you think we'll get some crossover it, in the cartoons? I think so. I think so, because they already have a Spider-Man cartoon. They already have an Avengers cartoon. So and I know you know Guardians of the Galaxy it's teaming up with Spider-Man? Yeah. I think we could because I've seen they've done Spider-Man teaming up with Avengers already in the cartoon. So, nice. so I definitely would think we could see maybe all three, you know, into a, a story arc, which would be cool. Um, I like the animation style; it looks pretty action yeah, looks heavy. Really cool. Yeah. They uh, the well, and we'll throw the thing on the thread, but the video on the thread, but the uh, you know it uh, they play the the music from the movie. The hooked on a feeling and stuff. Right. It's it's very much an extension of the film, which I, I think you had said off the air that you were a little worried that might that, that might not work out. Is but this, uh, you know, is this I think pre movie or, or post movie. I think it's post, but I'm it's got to sure. be post, right? Because now they're a team and like. So Groot's, Groot's already grown back. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's necessarily in the same continuity as like the movies. Right. I think maybe it's a separate continuity, but but it looks like it takes a lot of cues from the from the film, so. Looks pretty cool. We'll throw the video on there, and we can uh, please CBCU give us your thoughts on what you think of the clip. It's like thirty seconds. Uh, Do you think they're actually going to go out and like get all those like old? What what are they like? Eighties songs, seventies? Yeah, the seventies songs. Seventies like, songs. Life and like, put them, them on the show, or do you think it was just like a thing for the trailer? Uh, I think it's just a thing for the trailer, but all we'll right. see. Right. Never know. Uh, another quick news. This is just a rumor, so I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, uh, but. I read earlier today that it's supposedly Craven is being looked at as maybe the spider for the, uh, the main villain for the Spider-Man reboot coming out of Sony and Marvel Studios. Craven the Hunter, yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, is one of the earliest Spider-Man villains, and he's essentially a Russian aristocrat, um, noble, noble-born uh, Russian guy, and he's like a like a world-class hunter. Yeah, and he's like he's all about the hunt and challenging himself and like trying to find the world's most dangerous game. And he ends up 
you know, basically deciding that Spider-Man is the world's most dangerous game. Well, if that does happen, um, at least we know that Spider-Man's main villain won't be coming out of, like, his high school or, like, someone who's, like, his age. Right, right. Uh, the other interesting thing, now, I mean, this movie is, is far off. You know, it's, it's a couple of years away. But I think it's kind of interesting that this is the news that's coming out now because, you know, we just had this whole thing with the Cecil the Lion <laughs> right. thing that is kind of viral it's all over the internet i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna touch that i'm not even gonna say anything about it. but it's a thing and people are reacting <laughs> just so you know craven's look is literally a vest jacket made of a lion hide yeah but dude <laughs> like, you know that this story is gonna blow over by the time that movie comes out that's right? true I mean, it's two years we're, from we're now, not even gonna so be talking about cecil in a week so like it'll be true. fine it'll be totally that's true fine. That's true. Um, it's a it's a character we haven't seen in any of the Spider Man films previously. So that, in that sense, I'm pretty excited if that's the case. Uh, yeah, would you say wanted... he's like the biggest name left, really, that hasn't been in the movies? Uh, Vulture. Yeah. Uh, Vulture and Craven, Mysterio. Mysterio. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. And then like Carnage, I guess. Carnage right. is probably number one, actually. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, the, you know, there's a lot of characters in, in Spider-Man's rogues gallery, so. Definitely. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how they're going to present Kraven. Um, there's a lot of different ways they could take it. They could definitely fuck it up, that's for sure. Uh, but it's a character we haven't seen before, so in that sense, if that is the direction they go in, I'm excited about that. Any any thoughts for you on Kraven, or would you rather see a different villain? I don't know. I mean, Scorpion? I was never, like, crazy about Kraven. Yeah. And I don't know, that sounded weird, but, um, but I mean, he is kind of like a, like a, like, like he could just be like a really vicious guy, but I feel like his, like he's going to be out of place in New York city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's the yeah. guy who you like see in like the jungle or something. Yeah. Like what the fuck yeah. is he doing in New York? That's not going to make any sense. That's the thing. Like, I feel like there's a very small window where they can nail it and it's going to make sense and it'll be really good. Yeah. If they get it right, but there's like that, that space in which they can make it work is very small, and there's a lot of room for them to fuck it up. Yeah, so. I mean, in the city, he's just gonna look like Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, it's gonna be. Oh man, but Paul Hogan's dead, right? Is Paul Hogan dead? Is he dead? I think he's dead. <laughs> Wait, are you seriously considering him as? Uh, uh, as just throwing as, it, yeah, throwing yeah. it, uh, throwing it out there. You know who they? Sh- yeah, you know who I think they should get actually. No, wait, that dude's British. That dude's British. Never mind. Paul Hogan's still alive. He's 75 years old. He's still alive. Yeah. He's too old, though. That's too old at this point. So who do you... Okay, who, who, let's do a little bit of fantasy book. I was I was going to say... Um, he played a bullet, bullet Tooth Tony or something in uh, Snatch. Or not Snatch. Was it Snatch oh, or Rock and yeah, Roll? Oh, the, yeah. The, the British guy, like the really big tough dude. Yeah, he was in Gone in 60 Seconds. Isn't it Vince uh, something? Yeah, Vinny, Vinny something. Vinny. Vinny Testaverde. No. Vinny Jones. Vinny Jones. That's who you got? You you think you got Vinny Jones doing a a Russian accent? Because this guy's got like the thickest British accent. Yeah, but that's what, that's what, I know. Once I thought about it, I was like, wait, that guy's British. But I think he has the look. Like, I think he could. You think people would be upset if Craven wasn't Russian in the movie? I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't, but yes, people would be. People would be. I don't think you got to make him Russian. I don't think you have to make him Russian. You can make him weird. You can just make him like a weird recluse kind of guy. Although, now that you say that... Or like a cult God. leader. A cult leader could yeah. be. Yeah. Okay, but you said weird recluse, and now I'm worried that they're going to look at Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, dude. But... <laughs> <sighs> I can so... God damn it, I can see all of that You know, happening. anything you put into the ether is just... It's going to get picked up, so... I know that. Oh, God. Oh god! Way to go, dude! I could... Well, I hope you enjoy that movie now with Johnny Depp as Craven. Well, no, I really okay. don't know. I don't know who they would. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard well, to picture how that would work here, in the in the city. But um, here's a, here's another great question to throw out to the CBCU: Who do you all think would make a good Craven if they go that direction for the movie? Because that's a good question. I don't I don't really know off the top of my head. Um, last thing to close out the show. Uh, this is kind of cool. You know, you and I, we talk about, we watch, you know, wrestling. I know you're a bit bigger of a fan than I am, but yeah, I try to keep up a little bit. Um, we've talked before how wrestling and superheroes and comic books kind of cross paths a lot of way, in a lot of ways. 
uh, thematically and whatnot. And now in real life, we're actually going to have that. Uh, Stephen Amell, who's who's Arrow and Green Arrow uh, on the WB, is actually now engaged in a feud with one of the wrestlers in the WWE, uh, Stardust, who Cody Rhodes, actually, Cody Rhodes, one. Dusty Rhodes, his son, most recently, uh, unfortunately deceased, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, former uh, legendary wrestler Dusty yeah. Rhodes. Um, yeah, I mean, he hasn't really, like, they haven't really kick-started the whole thing yet. I mean, I guess they have, but, like, they haven't really, mm-hmm. like, had a moment where they both kind of talk shit to each other or anything. Yeah, like, it's kind of they've indirectly. Been for the yeah. longest time. And, like, uh, we're, like, three, no, two weeks away from SummerSlam, which is, like, the WWE's biggest event outside of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which you're going to get to go to. Yeah, I'm going to go to it. It's going to be in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the rumor is that Stephen uh, Amel, A- ML, ML? Email? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Not uh, email. Email. Uh, Steven's <laughs> email will be going up against, or I don't know if he's going to be fighting, or I, I really don't know at this point, but there's yeah. going to be some something going on between them uh, at SummerSlam. Um, you've mentioned, like, and we've, you know, seen videos of Steven email. Uh, Amel, dude. His doing, name is not, it's not pronounced email. I like Unless email. you're doing a bit. Okay, okay. okay it's fine. It's fine. Uh, doing, like, crazy stunts and shit, so he's obviously athletic. Yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. he can, like, hold his own in the ring, but... Um, it would, I don't it would know be how big to see him actually put ripped. together a match with Stardust. Well, here's here's the thing. Uh, one, he's apparently going to be on Raw, WWE Monday Night Raw this coming Monday. Right. He's supposed to actually be on the show. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to wrestle or anything or punch anyone or he's just going to be there. Um, so obviously, it looks like they're ramping up to something for SummerSlam, like you said. The one thing that Stephen Amell does or that presents that I think is really unique is that he is very athletic. And 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 is trained at least in fight to fight choreography, which is more or less essentially what wrestling could be broken down to in some sense. And I don't know how big he is, like how big of a dude he is. But usually when you have celebrities on on wrestling shows, even if it's like Carl Malone or Dennis Rodman, Mike Tyson, Mr. T. They might be big. They might be built. They might even be athletes, but they're not really fighters. And it always ends up looking a little awkward when they're. Yeah. When they're kind of in the ring, I kind of feel like Stephen Amell could, like, I, I don't know, completely misplaced here, but I think like he could look good in the ring. Like, there's a I there's agree. a good chance that he could do some cool stuff. The question is though, just because at this point Stephen Amell is not like that well known just on his name recognition or even just face recognition, right? But I mean, right. he's not like a household name. Looks a little bit like um, Chris Paul Pine. Walker. Okay, oh, Paul Chris Walker. Pine. Um. Here's the question, though. Does he fight as Stephen Amell or as Green Arrow? There you go. I, I think. Because, I mean, the guy he's fighting against, uh, for those who don't watch wrestling, his name is Stardust. He basically looks like a comic book character. He's, yeah, he's, he like, looks his like face a villain. Is all painted up. Yeah. He's got, like, he wears, like, a bodysuit that's, like, this, like, glistening, like, bright bodysuit. He looks like he's weird out material. Of a comic it's like spandex, but it's not spandex. Right. It's this really cool material. He looks like he's out of a comic book. So, yeah. it, it, if. If Stephen Amell came out dressed as Green Green Arrow, he actually wouldn't look as ridiculous as Stardust. Right. And you know what? I think Here's what I think is going to happen. I'll put this out there in the ether and see if it gets picked up. I think Amel and Stardust will feud. Stardust will kick the shit out of Amel. <laughs> Amel will go into the darkness. Okay. And then reappear full Green Arrow. Oh, my God. So you, you got this going as like a long feud. It's not like not, a one-off not, thing. Not like a super long feud, but they could do it over a few weeks and then the pay-per-view. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we could. You know I, what I mean? I think I think we're gonna see him as Green Arrow somehow in this. That'd be kind of cool though. That's like, I mean, now you're really blurring the line because it's like now you're taking this person who's a hero on TV, but he's in real life, you know, dressed like this thing, like this character literally fighting this other person like it's it's bringing you know it to would, a whole nother like level really get me to pop cool. is if i'm now if i'm watching like an episode of arrow and like stardust like but comes on oh there you go like just and keep that, it going yeah man that'd be great so i don't know it looks cool uh if you like wrestling it's something to get jazzed about a little bit if you like wrestling and comic books and if you like comic books i think it's an interesting look at how these characters can translate into other mediums you know 
yeah, yeah. So it'll, interesting it'll, opportunity. And that's that's as soon as that ends happens, it'll be all over the news. I'm sure with comic book guy being in wrestling. Uh, so I'm sure you'll be hearing about it pretty soon, uh, no matter what they end up doing with it. Um, well, that's pretty much what we were going to talk yep. about in the show. But before we go, um, I, I I kind of like teased this last week, and I feel like we should bring it up. Um, and that was our uh, comic conundrum question of the week. Oh, uh, right. Last week, we had a question about the tank in Ant-Man. Right. Um, this week, uh, we have a question submitted by Christine, one of our listeners. She also uh, gave us a little bit of audio last week. Uh, shout out to Christine, who, by the way, Thank I billed you. as Christine from Boston last week, which is technically correct. She lives in Boston, but we we're talking about a very proud Chicagoan, so I just want to make sure that that's put out there. Uh, Christine is definitely from Chicago. Um uh, but her question of the week uh, is related to the character Storm. Uh-huh. Uh, basically how, you know, Storm can affect the weather just on her, just by her mood, right? Right, that's her mutant power. Yeah. That's her mutant power. She's angry. She can cause, like, a, a thunderstorm or whatever. Um, Christine's question gets a little X-rated, but, you know, it's worth talking about. Unless, yeah. Unless that's... we just think all these characters are just asexual. But what would happen? That's not the world. That's not the world I want to live in. That's not the world world I want to live in either. But what would happen if Storm? And this is a very scientific, you know, question. Quandary. Here, yeah. What would happen if she had an orgasm? What kind of a just natural disaster would come out of that? What, what do you think? Okay. Well, okay. So you know, there's a bunch of different iterations of Storm throughout the years, and I think probably the two most famous ones, maybe three, are the '90s cartoon Storm. Which, where her emotions were very much a part of that character. There's the 80s Mohawk Storm. Right. Uh, I don't know if emotions played that much of a role in the character. And then there's the Halle Berry Storm from the movie, where, again, the emotions do play a role. So, um, but that being said, I feel like upon climatic, climactic orgasm. Oh, climactic. So double meanings there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, didn't mean to do that, but I'll take credit. And uh, I feel like maybe like a like a typhoon, like a tsunami. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely the answer to the question. But the, I because guess the, the follow-up is, yeah, like what if she just has like a run, like, I don't know, a week where she's just like getting laid, you know? How, yeah. I mean, is just the whole world underwater? <laughs> I think, so like, for instance, in the comics, I think she's married to, to Black Panther at one point. So you're saying, like, we might have some trouble if she ever gets to Wakanda. Um, yeah, I would I think hope we need to intercept that. <laughs> I would hope that maybe Professor X has anticipated this and maybe he put in some um, mental blocks for her to, to keep her from maybe fully being able to tap into her powers. Yeah. No, that's, that, that's the answer right there. Yep. That, that's, that's clearly the answer because there's no way. <laughs> Cause otherwise yeah. the Marvel universe would have, would like the earthquakes and the floods alone would have destroyed everyone. Yeah. Or she's just like the most sexually repressed person on earth, which maybe explains why she's always in a bad mood. Oh, that's a, you know, that's totally, I didn't even think about it. That's totally a good way to go. I mean, you know, or like, here's a, you know, this isn't the same question, but by extension, what if she's like a hangry person? <laughs> okay. You know, like, yeah. do people just constantly have to be like tiptoeing around her and like, here's your sandwich. Oh, yeah. Chill out. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Everyone's got to be super nice to her. Like, you don't wow. want to piss off Storm. So there, that's the best superpower. <laughs> well, yeah. Except that you can't, you can't really climax during sex. Oh. Right. Well. <laughs> well, uh, if anyone else out there wants to chime in on this uh, this question, uh, please write us at uh, cbcharacters at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also just write it right on our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, we love the uh, comments and interaction. So uh, try to keep what? it somewhat clean. I don't know, maybe not. Uh, eh, but you, you know, know, right. Last thing, and I know we're, we're seriously going to go on this, but kind of in the same vein as the storm thing, I saw an article right before we went to air. I didn't really get to read it, but it just said, like, where is the thing's dick? <laughs> in <laughs> terms next of the week's Fantastic episode Four of comic movie. So, um, just going to tease that out. We'll, we'll, touch on, we'll uh, touch on that and some other things. Oh, 
Well, you know what? Uh, hey, next that, that gives our, our listeners a, a chance here to chime in. So if you have a, an opinion on the thing's dick um, or where exactly thing sauce comes from, <laughs> please write us at uh, cbcharacters at gmail.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod, which sounds like the best name for a podcast. Uh, and I think that should do it, man. I think I think we just... Yep. I think we just nailed it. I think we hit everything um, that we were going to talk about this week. And uh, until next week, the balcony is and, closed. Oh, yeah. Everyone stay I'm just super. kidding. I'm not going to steal Siskel and Ebert's thing. Um, though I need to, like, I don't know. I just love it so much. How about, like, the comic is bagged? Oh, that's that's oh, bad. God Never mind. Damn it. Sorry. Sorry. Forget you heard that. Um, sorry, guys. Really going out on a, on a rough note there. Um, All right. But- We'll catch you guys next week, hopefully with some impressions of Fantastic Four. Uh, Hopefully it won't be just us vomiting for one hour. Till then. (laughs) The balcony is closed. (laughs) All right, guys. See you next week. Later.